ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and everything in between, welcome back to another edition of The Ryan Show FM. It's good to be here, folks. This is your host, Ryan Brunel, joining you for a whole two-hour presentation, and tonight is just packed with all types of great content, and it's a very special episode because we're airing the very first half to our brand new radio program or iteration of what's going on on awesome television. So there's finally a live stream and video format to what you're listening to. So we got about half of tonight's episode featuring the great Val Young, who you've heard on some classic tracks. They even deem her, and by they I mean AI, the computer overlords have deemed her the queen of G-Funk. But even before all those great songs she did with Dr. Dre and to live and die in LA with Tupac, she had some singles and bangers of her own that I'm still blasting to this day in the kitchen as I cook my food. So Val Young is on her way here. We're going to talk about what it was like to work with some of these great men and what it was like to work with Rick James. She was apparently very tight with the great Rick James. And then following our conversation with Val Young, we're going to be sitting down with Nate Brown Jr. as a part of what's going on like we do every Sunday at Fox Sports Rochester. We're talking Super Bowl we're talking NBA basketball. We're talking MLB free agency. We can finally focus on baseball a little bit more. It's almost time for pitchers, catchers. We're getting into all of it. And hopefully, if you're listening to this broadcast, you can be sure to go to Awesome Television and check it out because we're sitting down with the great Dr. Emily Moore, who's a pioneer. We're celebrating Black History Month every goddamn day on this program, folks. And you know that if you're listening. This is The Ryan Show FM. We're going to get right into it. Nobody go anywhere. But in the meantime, follow us on YouTube at The Ryan Show FM and on Instagram at The Ryan Show. Let's get it started, baby. And as always, this program is brought to you by our friends over at Vion. Pour yourself a drink, sit back, relax, and let's get it started. Hey, boy. Would you meet me on the roof tonight? I got a surprise for you. Shut up, shut down, shut 
And we are back. Welcome to another edition of the Ryan Show FM, where we study our favorite parts of the American culture. And if you know me, you know one of my favorite parts of the American culture is indeed G-Funk and is indeed disco. And this lady that is here right now, this living legend that is with us right now, you've heard her voice. You've heard her voice on iconic tracks, both her own singles and featured on some of our legendary rappers. I would say top tracks, especially me personally. When I was in high school, I was blasting to live and die in L.A. It is with great honor that we introduce for the first time ever the great Val Young here on the Rancho FM. It is such an honor. How are you, darling? Thank you. I'm good. Thank you for having me. I mean, thanks for finding the time to come in. It's always a surprise when we get these interviews with, with legends. And I always wonder, like, sometimes in my kitchen, I'll just put on some old school disco and seduction will pop on. On that Spotify, wow. oh yeah! So like, I really? got like three year old kid bumping. Oh yeah, I don't know if it's Spotify or whatever it is. I have it on yeah, on in the kitchen. Spotify. I'm like, yeah. So I'm familiar with your music, and now and now having like do what you're doing right now. I looked a little bit into it, and you're with the. With, I guess they brought back the Mary Jane girls. Yeah, and it's like a super I... group now. They brought you in it, so yeah, you know, it's cool to see that. There's a, a lot still going on even right now. But first and foremost, it's a brand new year. I mean, February. Uh, but how are brand you? How's things going so far in 2024? Everything is going great. They say, watch what you ask for because things just are having. God is so good right now. I'm also working on my cooking show, Val's Celebrity Kitchen. That's nice. going to be happening. That's And we're out. Um, we're out doing dates, and I got some special other things that's happening. I'll announce it next month. That's going to be exciting for the public that they haven't seen. And, wow, I can't complain. Well, what's your favorite amazing. dish? What, what, what do we got here for the cooking show? What's your number one dish? My fried chicken. Ooh, I, I want to ask what I your can, secret is. I but... can cook some chicken. That's one thing. And all my chicken come out the same color. The taste, oh, it's off the chain. Because I've been cooking for everyone. And the business know that I can cook. I'm like, because I admire Gladys Knight. I admire Tarika Franklin, Patti LaBelle, the women that can cook. You know, besides we work and in the business and on stage, we're still mothers, grandmothers, aunties, you know, and all. So we're like, wow. We have to take care of home as well. You know, that's something that kind of goes overlooked is how much of a pioneer you were just as a woman in showbiz. Like you said, taking on both being a parent and being in the industry is a very overwhelming task. How did you balance yes. that out and being one of the first women to do so? Well, I just knew I had a baby and I had helped. I was blessed because I had my daughter. I was young and my daughter's Tamrock. Rapper we were with the East Coast family, oh, Michael yeah, Bivens. Yeah. We had Biv Ten Boys, the men, ABC, MC Brains, and all of us, right? So um, I just, as a young girl, and I knew I wanted to be in the industry, I had blessings. My grandmother was there for me, and my mom was there, and I had help. Well, I could go out and work. I embraced you know, my life for what I had. I was proud to have my baby, but I wanted to work too. So they said, you want to go out and make a career? You got help. 
So I had help. So now I was yeah, smiling. I mean, if you've got the support system around you, it's it's yeah. tough. Though. It's definitely tough to find that balance. And and uh, oh, even you today, but sure need that support system. And you talk about cooking back then. You know, women were expected to do things like be home and cook, whereas well, now it's expected for women to go out and, and compete in a in the same level playing field as men exactly. out there. Exactly. So, definitely a lot different. Exactly. So you know, let's get into the music before you became famous and a solo artist, because what is so amazing to me is some of these legends that you came up with and the groups that you were with before you were a solo artist to be a part of all these different movements. Yeah. Just so, so crazy. To me. So when was the first time that you'd say that uh, you really like realized that music was going to be your career and it was more than just a passion? You know, I was a young girl. I always, I grew up in church in Detroit, Michigan. And I always stayed, as they say back then, the record player. We had the little record player or the stereo system or the radio. I always, instead of just wanting to be outside and playing, I was always with the music. Because my dad's blues guitar player, oh. Emmanuel Young. So, But I grew up, of course, being in Detroit, Motown, yeah. listening to all of the Motown. I grew up loving Gladys Knight and the Pips, Diana Ross, Stevie Wonder, Smokey Robinson, the Marvelettes, Martha Rhea and the Vandellas, Four Tops, and, you know, everyone that was on the label of Motown. And I went as a young girl to the Motortown Review to see it. So I knew, and I was determined to leave Detroit, and I said, I'm going to Hollywood. Wow, so that's it. You went right from Motown to Hollywood. And I from went just, right from there and came here. Who was the first major artist that you started working with behind the scenes? Well, I was doing some work with George Clinton. That was I was you in? I was first I, I was started out, I was young and being around the funk, you know, and all with George Clinton and them, but I was young, but as I I was determined that I didn't work right so much with George. I did a little, and then I was determined to come to California, but I had met the Gap Band and Rick James at the Mid-South Coliseum in Memphis, Tennessee. The Barcades was my friends. So going out and being on tour and doing some dates with P-Funk, with yeah. George Clinton, I said, I'm going to, and I'm going to meet this guy, Rick James. Do you remember the first time you ever met Rick James? Yeah, I do. I can, from the first moment. I went there and I wanted to meet him, but security wouldn't let me just write in and meet him. What do you want? I said, I'm here to meet Rick James. So I waited because they wouldn't let me go in there with him at first. So, but our God worked, Rick stuck his head out the door. And when he saw me, he said, who are you? I said, I'm Val Young. I said, I'm here to see you. He said, why aren't you in here? I said, your security wouldn't let me in. And he looked at security. He looked at security. Better in here. (laughs) And I went in there and we talked. And I said, I'm going to sing with you one day. And that's when I met the Gap Band because they were opening up for Rick James. I met Charlie, Robin, and Ronnie. I got to ask, what was it like? behind? I mean, that, that's a great first impression and a first way to meet Rick James. 
I mean, was was he as fun and energetic and absurd as Dave yeah. Chappelle um, oh and you know God. Charlie Murphy Rick, put all the clips together of him? As Rick, Rick was the best. Rick, there's no one I ever met in this world like Rick James. Lovable, giving. Don't listen to the stories of everyone here. Sex, drugs, rock and roll. There was a part of that man, you're going to eat the best, the best, you're going to stay at the best hotels. You're going to have a retainer, whether you're working or not. You had a check to pay your bills. You had bonuses. He took you on vacations. You had everything with Rick James. And I'm not just fronting and saying it. I'm telling you what God loved the truth. You know, you had everything. And I met him and from that night, we became friends, stayed in touch. He always called me when he come to L.A. He called me. I go over there, be with Stone City Band, be yeah. with Rick. And then he called me one day, and he says, you ready? I said, ready? He said, you ready? Because I was working with the Gap Band. Because I did Outstanding, Party Train, dropped a bomb early in the morning, you can look in those videos and you see me. And I was like, he said, you ready? I said, yes, I'm ready. He said, well, pack your things. You're coming to Buffalo. I'm getting ready to go on tour. And I'm going to change my girls. And I want, because you had the color girls. And I marked them, the color girls. And he said, I'm going to change my girls. He said, you ready? I said, yes. And I asked him, I said, can I? get someone to sing with me. And he said, yes. I said, I want to get Sheila Horn. Sheila was singing with George Glenn, the Brides, Frankenstein. And I asked Sheila to come with me. Would you want to come? And she said, yes. Wow. And Rick sent for her. We studied. We worked. We did the steps. We rehearsed, 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 rehearsed. And we went out on the Street Songs Tour for years. And from then on, I was with Rick up until God brought him home. So we was like Bonnie and Clyde. That was my boss, my friend, like a family member, everything. We had it. I sung. I'm in the video, Glow. I did his recordings. I did Mary Jane Girls recording. Their face was on the cover. But all of them didn't do the work. Wow. So it was you that was singing. I was singing Maxine and Julia Waters. Wow. Uh, Summer Stone City Band. JoJo was the singer. Yes, she was. I take nothing away. I love JoJo. Yeah. Candy song. The wow. other girls, they, they're sharing that, you know. Why is that? Because her, you, you had your own notoriety. You had done your own work with Rick James. Why not just stick you in the lineup if you're doing the vocals anyway? Well, you know how females can get. Uh, you know, like right now it's Mary Jane Girls, original Maxie and Sherry, you know, and it's us, me, Candy, Fair. We have permission. We have the license. We've been doing this. Even when Rick was living, Rick allowed us to do because JoJo wasn't there anymore. And I love Joanne. 
I have nothing against no one because there's no insecurity or no jealousy with Val Young. My catalog is stupid. Yeah. My vo- my vocals are ignorant, and I know it took me a long time to realize who I am and what I am besides of all the writing that I've done with Snoop, Tupac. Oh, I just keep on naming Morn G, El DeBarge. Um, yeah, your your catalog is more vast than many of the solo artists that are out there. That's why it surprised me when you said that you had the vocals on there. But like, why not? I was if you're already background vocals on songs wow. in my house was written for me, but Rick was late on the Mary Jane Girls, so they needed a single. Uh-huh. And but oh, what what was the I idea? Like story in my book, and you know the uh-huh. thing is. Is that so ridiculous? Fine, that you've got. Well, first of all, I was with Rick James before there was Mary Jane Girls. We were Mary Jane Band. It was Color Girls, Mary Jane Band, Mary Jane Girls. Oh, so that's right. There was there was multiple different multiple iterations. Different and yeah. Candy is with. You know, Candy and I, we've been together, continued on. Candy is original Mary Jane girl. And Candy and I, like sisters, partners in crime, we do what it is to do because it's about keeping Rick's legacy. And I am the one that yeah. was closer to Rick than any. I sung with Rick James, Tina Marie, and Stone City Band. And his style, just so incredible. And all of the different artists that worked with him, you can tell when he wrote the songs for them, just his own unique oh, sense of funk. Definitely. Oh, just so good. And he should be up there with Curtis Mayfield. Need, and he is up yes. there. But we but like should, you said, like the legacy must be preserved because just as a musician and his contributions to culture and how hands-on he was, he should be right up there with Prince in terms of his actual yeah, like agree. creativity and creative genius. So, we have to give Rick a star on the Walk of Fame. And how is that not even a thing? That's and even... inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. How is that not? That is insane. Yo, Give It To Me, Baby, to me, might be, it's right up there in a top five song of all time. Exactly. Top five song of all time. It's incredible. Exactly. But we're going to get to a quick break and talk more Rick James and more important, more Val Young. We have an absolute legend here right now. We're going to get into her vast Thank catalog. You. What it was like working with Tupac, that's what I want to know. But I need to know more about Rick James. I really do because you don't understand how much Rick James we play on this radio show. I finally have a real deep connection to Rick James. So we got to dig deep tonight. Miss Val Young is here. I'm going to give it to you, baby. Oh, I love it. And we will be Mm -hmm. back very soon. Nobody go anywhere.
According to ChatGPT, you, Val Young, are the queen of G-Funk. What does that mean to you? It means a lot. I'm so touched. You know, when they say that and the response that I get and the people that reach out to me, I love everyone. I just want to thank everyone that's listening out here and seeing us. Thank you for the love, yeah. the support. And anything I can do, just let me know. Don't hesitate. You know, that's AI. So if AI said it, it must be right. ChatGPT, the most updated version of AI that people are talking about, right? AI, they say, is going to take over the world. When I ask for some facts and details about your esteemed career, as they say, they said mm-hmm. you're the queen of G-Funk. So for AI to be saying that, the robots are going to be listening and bopping to your music. Yeah, like that's like, really? oh yeah. When AI is saying, you know, it's real. Oh, yeah. That's AI how you said it. that. AI is giving you your roses. Heavy duty. Thank heavy you, duty. AI. Thank you. Like it's a person. But that's good. That means that the human overall hive mind of humanity has deemed you that. Yes. If you're tuned into yes. the Radio we have the actual queen of G-Funk. But before we get into any of the work in G-Funk, we started talking about Rick James. And you said he was the man. Obviously, we all love his music, tremendous music. All those sketches made him very popular with my generation on The Chappelle Show, where he was mm-hmm. a quote-unquote habitual line stepper. Were there mm. any moments that you can think of, habitual line stepper moments, that just can add to the legend of this great man? You know, it's so funny because when Rick said, for that girl who don't know me backstage, you know, Rick used to say that. We would go to places and it'd be sold out. He said, let's leave here. Let's go to the movie theater. We'll go to the movie theater, close it down. No one in there but us to do our thing. To Oh, I'm so spoiled, rotten from Crystal, from the best. You know, take me somewhere I haven't been. Show me something I haven't seen and give me something I haven't had because We've done it. Eddie Murphy is like my best friend, play brother. Been around each other from Saturday Night Live. Still close with each other. I record with Eddie, with Snoop, me and Eddie. We did Red Light. We did so much other songs. So what was that like? What was that like? You know, we we talk about like the great music that he made with other artists. He was like uh, playing chess. He had you out there. He had the Mary Jane girls out there. And he had Eddie Murphy out there. Were you a part of that? I heard that they recorded yes. that in Buffalo during a snowstorm. We were in Buffalo. So you were actually oh there when they were when they recorded the song. Yes, we had so much fun. My girl likes to party in. all the time. I love it that It was song. snowed in. Wow. Okay. It was snowed in. All we could do. And at Rick's at the ranch, we could do everything. Snowmobiles. We had cases of crystal. We had lobster we had shrimp we had anything that it was to have we didn't want for anything nothing at all that's how rick was he gave you the world he may curse you out if you're not doing it what he expect of you yeah but he was a perfectionist yeah he believed in rehearsing he believed in working he believed that's how he was I wouldn't have traded him for nothing in this world, nothing. And I shall continue to do his legacy with my goddaughter, Ty James, 
his daughter allows, we're going to back her. I got her back 180%. That's a damn travesty, though, that he's not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I mean, or a star on the Walk of Fame makes no sense whatsoever. Well, and once again, like when I look at things like the Baseball Hall of Fame, there are guys that are not in there because they disrespected somebody or they hurt somebody's feelings. Yeah. Maybe there's just somebody who he might have rubbed the wrong way. And that's and that to me is the biggest travesty of it all. Because if you're trying to preserve history the way it should be preserved, everyone's so about talking the truth about history now. How could you not have Rick James on how the Hollywood walk? It just doesn't make how any sense. How could you not? Something's wrong with that picture. Yeah. But we're gonna change that. We're definitely gonna get it done. Yeah, I mean, there's gotta be someone, especially now with TikTok. You know what it comes down to is like once there's enough Rick James TikTok viral songs, we got to get some some like the Rick James challenge or something like that so that the kids can just start blasting it all over the place. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I agree. I yeah, agree, Ron. So, so I'm down now, with you. Whatever you want to do, I'm with you. We're leading the movement. We're leading the movement on TikTok. But before we okay. do, we need to get into quickly okay. your work with Tupac because like the way I was introduced to you as a kid was to live and die in L.A. Your power vocals, your soulful vocals in the back as he's rapping. That's what made the song. Like the song wasn't good enough with Tupac rapping about LA. (laughs) I've never been to LA as a kid. I'm sitting there, hands just like imagining and like the imagery with that song. And you just see him riding through the streets. I mean, how did that all come together in the first place? We were in the studio. Pac called me to come in the studio. Val, be in the studio. He liked to work the graveyard shift at night. And he called me and he said, come in the studio. And Pac was the type of man that he lets you create your own. Mm. You listen at the track, he'll be doing some rap, and he lets you create and come up with. So we all were in there, QD3. And um, we were in the studio. And Pac was to live, and he was, and then I was like, to live and die in L.A. And, you know, I just, it's the place to be. You got to be there to know it where everybody want to see it. To live and die in L.A. Ooh, ooh. I just came up with it. And I was like, I don't know about that. He's like, we not touch nothing. And from there on, every time, I promise you, when I'd be in the studio, um, Just Like Daddy, oh, I did all the Death Row, so many of Death yeah. Row recording. Joel was there. That was my baby. They all call me Auntie right. and all of them. So we just I mean, created. Because like, once again, you as a legend, like, how, how did that connection even get established? Were they like, yo, we have Val Young on lock to do a hook? Like, did you guys have the same agent? Like, who put you in touch with Dre in the first place? Oh, I met Dre a long time ago, NWA. I knew Eric, and I met Dre them a long time ago. Snoop them came to my house when he was young. Nas have been at my house. Warren G. All of them I've known. Q. I've known Too Short. I've known Mac Ten, Corrupt Daz, you name it. How how do you how far do you think? You know, one of the more tragic passings in hip hop in the early nineties, Easy E. You mentioned Eric. I imagine that's Eric. Eric was so sweet. Eric was. 
how, how far do you a genius right that's what i keep hearing is like how is how far do you think his career would have gone as a businessman had he lived oh he would have been definitely a businessman because he had just signed bone thugs and harmony yeah that's right uh, he saw that talent you know some of them when i say genius because i got a chance also to work with um sly stone about 10 years of genius. Everybody, and I promise you, Ryan, that I had said I wanted to work with, I manifest and I pray on it, and I got the chance. I was on my way with Michael. And Prince, I met him, Michael. Oh, it just, it was just beautiful times, you know? And that's what I said, it's enough love. It's enough for everybody. Yeah. There shouldn't be no hater, no yeah. hating saying bad things about other artists. Now, we didn't do that. Back then, when you had LL Cool J, you had Houdini. Yeah. You had Dougie Fresh. You had Kumo. You had, uh, no one was calling you names. Well, was no one was fighting. Like, you look now, and there's all these uh, allegations against Diddy. There's all these... Yeah, you take it to the stage. You don't... You know, the mouth is one thing. Take it to the stage. That's how Rick James and Prince did it. There yeah. was no fighting with each other com companies. There yeah. was no fighting. You see each other shows. You know, you took it to the stage. Yeah. You yeah. know, and it, it doesn't make any sense. I don't get it. Well, you want to hurt each other today. You want to call us women names that shouldn't be called. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, what is your take on some of the, you know, there's a lot of, it's almost like a bounce back. Like the pendulum is swinging. When you look at certain artists like Sexy Red, it's no holds bar. There's no, See, no one I, holding punches. I disagree punches. with a lot of a woman taking herself out of character. Mm. It ain't what you do, it's how you do it. You can wear a mini skirt and you can look sexy. And then you can wear a mini skirt and it look nasty. Yeah, because exactly like like back in the day, you got you girls were were pioneers, and maybe some people were saying the same thing, even though you weren't even really that revealing at all. Especially compared to today's scale, Rick James was pushing boundaries back then. So, oh, we had costumes you never seen. Oh, dominatrix, we sexy, yeah, we sexy in our costume. It wasn't looking nasty looking, you know. Some. Some you got to keep a man imagination. Let him imagine. Don't give it all to him. Let yeah. him imagine you. Yeah. You know, exactly. that's where I'm from. It ain't what you do is how you do it. Exactly. You that's know? The, that's the line. The timeless line. It's not what you do. It's how you do it. It's how you do it. That's all. Be a, it it. Be, Be a lady with it. Be that lady with it. If they want you. Exactly. Make them want you. You don't want them. Exactly. We're going to wrap things up, but first we're going to play more of Val Young's music. We're going to come back, plug her social media infos, and find out where she's going to be performing live and if she's really coming out to the Hamptons. Because I hear that she's coming out to the Hamptons. Yeah. Because we're socializing, baby. Hamptons, baby. It is going, going down. Mary Jane Girls, Val Young. Come on, bring us there so we can show you. We're going to stop this up. Brand is going to be done. We are going to bring Rick James back to greatness. And it starts with that Let's Hollywood Walk of Fame. And we're going to put all the people that have banned him so far through that walk of shame. Nobody go anywhere. This is the Ryan Show FM. And we shall return. Somebody need to do a song for L.A. Straight up. Just go out to L.A.
Oh, new man. anthem. Counterfeit love part two. What's up? To live in Don LA. West side. West side. West side. To live in Don LA. Where everybody try to fatten their pocket. So many hustle for the cash, so it's hard to knock it. Everybody got their own thing. Currency chasing. Worldwide through the hard times. Worrying faces. Shed tears as we bury brothers close to heart. What was a friend now a ghost in the dark? Hard part about it, brother got smoked by a fiend. Trying to floss on him, blind to a broken man's dream. A hard lesson, court cases keep him guessing. Plea bargain ain't an option now, so I'm stressing. Cost me more to be free than a life in the bin. Making money off of cuss words, writing again. Learn how to think ahead, so I fight with my pen. Late night down sunset, like in the sin. What's the worst they can do to a player? Got me lost in hell. To live and die in that lake on bail, my people say. To live and die in that lake. In constant danger, South Central LA can't get no stranger. Full of drama like a soap opera. On the curb, watching the ghetto bird helicopters. I observe so many homies getting three strikes, tossed to jail. Sweat a pen right across from hell. I can't cry cause it's home now. I'm just a player on his own now. Living like thug style, so I can't smile. Writing to my loved ones, sending them pictures. Thinking Cali just sun and switches. <laughs> Better learn about the dress code, B's and C's All them other suckers copycats, these is G's I love Cali like I love women Cause every brother in LA got a little bit of thug in them We might fight amongst each other, but I promise you this We'll tear the roof off, get us pissed To live and die in LA To die in LA, the place to be To live and die in LA Coast to West, North to South. One love. California love part two. West side. 
And that was To Live and Die in L.A. by Tupac. And man, we've got the lady behind those beautiful vocals right here, right now. The legendary Val Young. And Val, I must ask you, I asked you about Eazy-E, but before you get out of here, I got to ask you about Pac, the great Tupac. How far do you think Tupac would have gone? Would he be the GOAT of hip-hop oh if he was alive now? Do you think he would have that title had he made it? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He was everything. Genius, talented creative, know what he wanted. He spoken, oh, he was everything. Just like Afeni was his mother. You know, I know Setua, his sister. I know Pac family. I was more than just a friend because I also wrote To Live and Die in LA. Me, Tupac, and QD3. I'm the writer on there. I wrote the lyrics with Pac or wrote your hook on there? Oh, wow. So you actually hook. wrote... Pac, Pac wrote his lyrics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wrote the hook, and QD3 did the music. Oh, beautiful. And that's like a real composition, by the way. There's a lot of songs out there that are just like rehashing. The fact that you actually wrote that hook, I didn't realize that either. Yeah. That's crazy. I'm a writer. I write with Snoop. I write with Nate Dogg. I've written with everybody. Wait a minute. What, just really writer. quick. What, what's, what are your top three songs that you've written the hooks for that we all know and love that we need to give you credit for in one of our YouTube video reels here right now. Okay. To live and die in LA. Um, I'm on Snoop doggy, 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 doggy father. Get father. I'm on that. Oh my God. I've written so many songs for Charlie Wilson. On Charlie Wilson album, that's me singing on Outstanding. Oh, United. get the hell out of here! That is your that's voice. On, yes, that's me on. Uh, if you miss that train, don't miss that party train. Get the hell out! Humping, humping. On all the Gap Band, look, you'll see background vocals, Val Young, and I was a part. I was a Gap Band. Oh my when god, that is insane. Well, hats off to you. You're you're incredible. You. We're gonna bring you out here. And once again, if we are looking to catch you performing live, where can we see you next? You're gonna see us. We're working on different shows. We're we're the big show, the festival in August with everyone you got to look. Every artist you name, we're on there with. We're gonna be in Atlanta, we're gonna be and Dallas, Texas, with the Bar Case featuring Larry Dotson. Um, a lot of shows are calling us for now. So they're calling. So, but my Instagram is Val Lady V Young. Okay. That's what we're going to find. And I'm on Facebook, Val Young. And you're on TikTok, well. I hope. We got to get you on and, TikTok if you're not yet. Yeah, well, let's make it happen. Ryan, whatever That's you motion, need me to do, you and I are going to stay in touch. Let's go. Yo, I'm Whatever so hyped. You need me. You Such an honor. Me. Such an honor. And it's a shame that actually have you ever met the other host, Mr. Cheeks, out of curiosity? Mr. Cheeks. I met host? Mr. Cheeks years ago. Of course, Mr. Cheeks. That's what we gotta set up. 
Because he also, Let's although you wouldn't really be able to tell by listening these days, he's the other host of this program, the radio, the in-person version. So, so if we could put something together with you guys, let, oh, man. Let, let's do it. Awesome. Well, it's been an honor, Val. And, man, Thank just you, another one off the bucket. Oh, let me give me. this shout-out, too. You didn't know. That's Ms. me who used to work with Bobby Brown. Oh, damn. Okay. Was, that's me with the blonde hair. And you look Get the Bobby hell out of here. That's Yo. me with Bobby okay. Brown. <laughs> who is the more wild guy? Who is the who is the more wild guy to party with? Bobby Brown or Rick James, in, in their primes? Ricky. Ricky, Ricky oh, <laughs> I love it. I told you, there's no one like Rick. I love that. I'm definitely no gonna one. be rehashing <laughs> these clips. That's for damn sure. And big shouts to True Allah, my man True Allah for putting this together. True Allah, we love you. And True, uh, thank you so very much, True. Much love. My guy, man. I love True Allah. Talk about a good guy. If you're trying to do business, do business with man True Allah. This is the Ryan Trump, fam. Val Young is here, and she should be on your speakers in a few more seconds as we hit these next tracks and get out of here, Val. Thank Thanks. It's been so an honor. Much. Folks, we will return. Let's Thank get it. Thank you. Check out blazeoneradio.com for featured artists, exclusive videos, and more. Want to get your next single and played on Blaze One Radio? Just send the Radio Edit MP3 to blazeoneradiomusic at gmail.com. Blaze One Radio, bringing the streets to the industry. Blaze One Radio. Hey there, Ryan. This is your thing, my brother. I need you to do the intro, man. You took us to a new platform, so a whole my new name world. is Dave Brown Jr. And hey, we are here to see how we do on the boob tube. That's right. <laughs> As Nate's calling it. Hello, awesome television. This is what's going on. You can hear us every Sunday morning on Fox Sports Rochester. But we are repackaging and retooling and presenting an all-new sports show four hours a week. We're calling it WGO Wednesday as of right now, but I'm pretty sure this is probably going to air after Wednesday, maybe tomorrow, so Thursday at this point. But to everybody out there in India and here in New York and beyond, Welcome to the first ever edition of What's Going On with Nate Brown Jr. and Ryan Vernell right here on Awesome, on awesome Television. TV. On Awesome right. TV with Ryan, this is awesome. And thanks for having me make our debut here. And hopefully we can transition from radio to TV and see how that works and see if I at least got the chops and some kind of content, wink, wink, to do what needs to get done. So I'm excited about this opportunity, Ryan. Thanks so much for having me. Well, we can finally talk about all sports. We're limited at Fox Sports Rochester to one hour. What's great about awesome television, we've got three to five hours to carve yeah, out man. some content and really get into what's going on, finally. Not just well, not just NFL, NBA, MLB. I mean, even today, we've got Emily Moore, tennis legend, coming on. We've got Lady Bree coming with some WNBA coverage, so we can finally delve into some things that are a little bit more off the grid. Well, speaking of off the grid, and this is breaking news, man. Um, there was a shooting in Kansas City today at the Chiefs Celebration Parade. Ten person, ten people were shot. One is dead. And um, all I know is how civilized are we in America when every damn other week there's a shooting? There is a shooting. And now you got people on ESPN that's got to come on, just like we got to come on now, and have a show in the midst of tragedy. 
I mean, how authentic can we be to talk about sports at this time? And then this tragedy has happened. America is stuck on stupid when it comes to this gun. Can I say S-H-I-T? No, you can't. You absolutely cannot. Not on cable. Okay, well, you got to cut that off. But I I totally understand. You know, it's such a fine line, though, because you do need. Look, this is the way I look at it. Part of the reason why we're so hard to invade. and I know this is a sports show, right? But once again, we, we have to talk about the elephant in the room. The elephant in the room is that there's just been a massacre, a horrible mass shooting at the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl parade. At, at a sporting event. At, at a sporting event. At the sporting celebration right now of the week. Exactly. And it's, it is uh, you know unfolding. Literally, this just happened. So we're literally sitting here watching this unfold. We don't even really know the details. But, you know, you make a very, very good point, Nate, in that there is definitely some type of problem with guns in this country Yet there's the other side of the spectrum as we're in this looming world war. I think part of the reason it's so hard to invade our country is not because of these psycho parade shooters, but because of all the rednecks and the people that have guns. Everybody I know is armed to the teeth, ready for war or ready for whatever's to come to defend their family. So it just has to be these bad apples that spoil the bunch. I mean, no matter where you go. And we do have to remember this. There are all types of attacks on massive scales, whether it's some psychopath running somebody down with a car or somebody in Europe going on a stabbing spree or somebody in Japan taking a samurai sword and going to town. So, but I do 100% understand. Yeah, the, the greater question is what the hell's going on? Maybe well, mental well, illness. Well, right now, mental illness out of those 10 people that were shot, one is dead, three are critical. And that's that's updated as it can get right now. So three are critical. One is dead. The Kansas City Fire Department, and they've been talking about it all day. You come to an event to celebrate, you know, something that happened with your team. Okay. And then you don't know who's in that crowd. How many times, Ryan, have you and I been at massive events? You you've been to tons of events. I mean, yeah, we've oh, I've been to I've been to like five Super Bowls. Dude, so yeah, I'm not thinking it's gonna be a crazy person that's gonna shoot up the Fritz Pile of the Lions banquet because they don't like black people. I, I you don't think like that. I'm not you sure, Chris, by the way. We don't know if this was some type of racially motivated shooting at this but point. I'm not I'm saying that. What I'm simply saying is that I'm putting it in the content. You don't know what's happening at any event while that person is motivated. So Absolutely. you could be I mean, I think somebody the other day brought their child to a shooting. Here yeah, in America. They, I mean, that was like three days ago. A parent was recently charged. Right. With, I guess somehow being connected to a school shooting is, was their gun that was taken. In Michigan, she was charged for, literally, they said she helped her son. Mm. Her and her husband got convicted for not diming the kid out who was getting ready to go shoot people and killed them. Yeah. So they made the parents responsible in this instance for the asinine behavior of their child because, A, how does he get guns? You ain't buying for him. I ain't buying for him. Who exposed him to those guns? His parents. So they got to take a hit on him going out there and killing some folks. I mean, there's a lot of arguments that can be made. I mean, say he takes a kitchen knife and he goes into school and starts stabbing people. Is whoever he stole the kitchen knife from going to be held accountable? I try to look at this from all the different avenues. There's definitely a problem. I'm not sure if it's with guns 
with mental illness, with the ability for people to get their hands. We're just a damn violent country, dude. America is built yeah. on violence. So let's, Yo, let's keep it real. We're so a we warrior people. On, we, we were built on this madness and nonsense. So as it, as it manifests itself in the 21st century, it shouldn't be like a revelation. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be like, oh my God. No. We, we, we built this, this pond like this. This scum pond like this. You got the good the bad and the ugly. Everybody want to come over here. Why? So they get Medicaid, get Medicare. They would open up a damn corner store. Okay. At least they ain't bombing them from Afghanistan over here. But then the other subtle things that we got to go through as Americans. Okay. The other subtle stuff. Somebody was on the subway the other day where you live in New York. They just shot the subway people. I'm like, damn, because I watch news all over the country. I just don't watch the news in Rochester. You know, I watch news all over the place. You definitely got to think about it. There are definitely a lot of psychos. The bigger the event you go to, the more crazy people that are there. And you also wonder what didn't go down at the event, what was stopped at the event. I hear all types of horror stories from security guards finding things and allegations and situations that arise. But we are going to talk more about the Super Bowl itself, not just the tragedy that has just occurred oh, no, and is no. unfolding in front of us. We do have NFL Mike, a.k.a. Mike on the mic, longtime friend of mine. He's here to discuss exactly what comparisons should be made between the Chiefs and the Patriots. Also, we got to talk a little bit of Chargers. Some big news oh. in Chargers, bro, that we got to get into. Nobody go anywhere. This is awesome television. What's going on? Fox Sports, Rochester. This is a simulcast, and yes, part of this program is being nationally syndicated on FM radio through the Ryan Show FM to help us get the word out about this new presentation. Nobody go anywhere. Meet us on YouTube at What's Going On Fox Sports Radio. Nate, let's get it, baby. Well, it's go time. We'll be right back, man. You know how we do. This is how we get down. Official tissue. We'll be right back. What's up, everyone? You're here with Coop for the Savage. Check out my latest single, Changing My Life, streaming on Spotify, Apple Music, official video on YouTube. You can find me anywhere you want to rock out. Give me a follow on Instagram, at Cooper the Savage. Hey, man, welcome back to WGO Wednesdays. That's what's going on Wednesdays. And as Ryan always do, he's always adding to the crew. That's why you're the dude, Ryan. You're my little buddy. You're my little buddy. You, now, you know where that comes from? That's Gilligan Island. You're a, little, you're a little young for that one, but that's a little Gilligan Island. That's what the skipper used to say to Gilligan. Little buddy, you my dude, Ryan. And you be going out there fishing and reeling in the talent. Reeling in the town, right? Let let the audience know who we got here now. I really wish I could say it was me that found Mike on the mic, but the legend of this one goes to Mac Daddy, my man Mac Daddy, okay. aka Nick Mac. We got started it. this Ryan Show Sports mm-hmm. like process. We were doing some website, we were putting some articles out. We really didn't know what we were doing, just winging it, trying to get as many great minds together as possible. And Mike was essentially the premier dude. So I watched Mike 
grow from having a TikTok account and being just a TikTok personality to now being the TikTok personality. Okay. He's working with Sports Illustrated. If you are a fan of the Chargers, then you damn sure know Mike on the mic. And he built Warzone Sports with a bunch of great guys, some of which were a part of the Ryan Show Sports back in the day. So, Mike, first off, man, to see this rise and to see you do what you're doing and working with Sports Illustrated and just the improvement in the content, I take my hat off to you, dude, but I want to blind you with the bald spot, brother. Proud of you, man. Hey, I appreciate the the intro, man. It hyped me up so much. I'm just a regular guy that likes talking sports. I mean, and in depth. Let's be honest here. There's like there's some people that are just talking sports, but you're really breaking it down, getting into the intricacies of not just the charges, but everything NFL. So I figure who better to bring on? There's just so much talk these days, Nate, even on our show, all these comparisons between Pat Mahomes and Tom Brady, just like there was back in the day between Brady and Montana. And I know that Mike on the mic is one of these guys that puts LeBron over Jordan. So I wonder, are you but, in the same boat with but before these we get there, but, but Ryan, but before we get there, I just want to do one quick thing with Mike, okay? I want to help I want you to help us recap Super Bowl 58. So in terms of that 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 victory for the for the for the Chiefs and it's going to roll into what he said, you know, with Brady, but how did you think that whole thing went cuz the game was boring for like three and a half quarters and until that and then overtime? Well, some people argue boring. Some people enjoy those defensive battles. I've gotten some mixed reactions from the actual game itself. I felt like the game was playing out in the first half exactly how San Fran wanted it to play out. And they even okay. had their opportunities on offense to go and score points and get up big. It feels like every single time the Kansas City Chiefs find themselves in that situation where their backs are against the wall, it's becoming inevitable. And that's the part that starts to draw these comparisons to Brady. Because as a kid growing up, that's what it felt like to me. It felt like Brady was inevitable. And as an adult now, unfortunately in my division, I have to watch another guy like this that feels like it's inevitable. And that's what it felt like going into halftime. I felt exactly as I felt in 2019. I remember it very clearly. I was at a Super Bowl party with my friends before anything happened with content. Mm -hmm. We went into half. I think it was a 14-point game or an 11-point game. And I was just thinking in my head, I was like, this, this is not a big enough lead with... <laughs> Who's on the other sideline? That's when they had Tyreek Hill. I definitely felt it now, only up by seven going into halftime. I already knew this is this is not looking good for San Fran. Well, the thing is this. As you make the comparison, you got to put that dude. It's like back in the day with Jordan. You got to put him away. There's no error. There's no room for you to do anything minute. When you got their foot on their neck, as they say it in sports, you better not let up. OK, it was and because they got him, that dude, Mr. Kermit voice, they can afford to, 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 to have mess up wiggle room. I'm just being honest. I mean, think about this. They had no all, all pro receivers all year. So what Tyree Kill is going? So what the dude dropped a few passes. But the fact that matter, you said it. New England had Brady. These guys got. Mahomes, and I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. I know you were charger, but I'm gonna keep a gangster. Joe Burrows, and when when Cincinnati comes, that's the only squad I see right now that can challenge them because they beat them a few times. I don't think Baltimore could do it because I don't think my man's ready yet. When you go deal with Pat Mahomes, 
in the cheeks, Ryan. You better bring everything. You cannot, and, and you can't let them get you, get in their head, Mike. You can't do it. I got a question for you, Mike. The last two drives of the Super Bowl, it looked like Mahomes just was toying with the other team. He just has complete control over the game. Is that a testament to the greatness of Patrick Mahomes, or how much does Andy Reid and the play calling have anything to do with it? I think it's a combo. Um, obviously, I didn't make it to that high level of football, but whenever I watch NFL games as a person that play, I played in community college and I played overseas in the military and breaking down film and stuff. And I watch these games. It feels like they have four game plans going into the game. It's like they're flipping through a book. Like we're going to game plan one. Didn't really work out. First two drives. All right, we're going to tweak it a little bit. And there's already a second plan to it. And that's what really separates these guys. And that's what got the chargers last coach fired is the adjustments that some of these coaches are able to make within the game and then to have a great quarterback like Patrick Mahomes that trusts those adjustments to a point that he can almost execute with a blindfold at this point, it's 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 a special combo that I think we've only seen a few times in sports history. Wow. So uh, so all these conversations now, we, you know, we keep having these comparisons between these dynasties. When you look at Andy Reid and his coaching career, how close is he to catching up to a guy like Belichick especially with the success that he's had over the past five years. It's got to be getting closer because the thing that, that Andy has, and I know he didn't win a bunch of Super Bowls with other teams, but he's kind of, he's been in this, he's been in the head coaching picture as being one of the top head coaches in yep. the NFL for long before Patrick Mahomes came into his life, long exactly. before an elite quarterback period came into his life, you know, and he's made quarterbacks into what they are uh, over the well, years. He had Donovan McNabb, dude, in Syracuse. He had exactly. Donovan McNabb from Syracuse. So, so, and they went to the Super Bowl, and Donovan exactly. McNabb threw up because him and T.O. got into it. So, I remember that Super Bowl yeah. when he was in the, in the huddle up chucking. Okay. Yeah. And T.O. said, free. Get your stuff together. I'm saying, Get it together, brother. Get it together. <laughs> yeah. And now you got three, and you've got one of the more dominant runs in sports history. If they three Pete. I think that makes up for not hitting Belichick's total when you look at the yep. other history that's there behind it that Belichick doesn't have. Right. And, and the three-peat, you said it. Three-peat in anything. I mean, I mean, think about what Pat Riley said back in the day of the Lakers. Yo, we three-peat. They're like, what are you talking about? Three-peat? If you three-peat, that's dynasty, destiny all day, every day. And you're no not even ever 30 done years it. yet? And you're not even 30 years old yet? Come on, man. I mean, that would be the first time ever in the history of the NFL that there was a three-peat. It's one thing to get a three-peat in basketball. I mean, baseball is super hard. Back in the day, it seemed to be a little bit easier when there was a little right. less competition. But there's never been a three-peat in the NFL. And all this goat talk, I know it's too soon, but to you, Mike on the mic, if there is a three-peat by the Chiefs, how close is that comparison now between Mahomes and Brady? It's a lot closer. I, I still would, it still would be debatable, obviously, because of Brady's totalities and what he came came to. But the the chances that they three peat right now, even though they've already two peated, they've already went back to back. The chances of them three peating are still next to zero. You need everything to almost go perfect, especially with your star players, especially on. I'm not gonna say a less stacked team than we're used to seeing KC, but they're not just loaded with talent. I think the talent's more well spread throughout the roster now but they're not as deep. Like if you lose the key player 
at the wrong time, that's the end of the season right there. You have no control over the three-peat. So I think even as of right now, it's extremely unlikely that they three-peat. They still need a lot of things to go right. They still have to come into the next season, go through the entire offseason with the same hunger that they had the last two seasons, which it's not looking like it's going to slow down anytime soon. But yeah, they three-peat. That's almost an impossible task. It's already impossible to win the Super Bowl. My team's been in the league for 60 years. Zero Super Bowl wins with multiple well, see, Hall of Fame quarterbacks. My team been in the league. I'm a Jet fan. We got one. I always tell that to Ryan. Ryan's a Giant fan. They got a couple, right? Three. So uh, you can say what you want to say. If you root for a team that at least got one, I feel sorry for those Buffalo Bills fans because they're not going to never win a Super Bowl. Never. Curse. Never, ever, ever. They ain't ever going to win one. And they be mad at me when I say that. I don't give a rat's behind because they're not going to win. They're going to win a Super Bowl. But at the end of the day, I'm going to do something that Ryan did last year this time because he called He called the Chiefs. I did. I'm going to call the three-peat. I'm a, you know why I'm going to call the three-peat? Because Patrick Mahomes looked at Andy Reid and said, dude, we ain't over. We're not done. And whatever the, whatever the QB says to the coach, we're not done. To the whole team, not nah, do, and then media made out that he didn't have a real team. Think about that. Oh, you got to receive it, but they did it anyway. My money is on Mahomes until he lose. I'm sorry. This how they should be with Brady and Michael Jordan. I learned a long time ago not to bet at bet against cats who just date a dude. That was time. I used to hate Tom Brady. Like, will somebody tackle him, please? <laughs> But somebody now you can't even tag him. Mahomes is just gonna scramble away. He's just gonna run away from it. But I but I understand Mike on the mic growing up watching one dude just whip you every time. Every single thing, like dang, will somebody just get him? That's how it feels. He doesn't even look like either. That's the worst part. (laughs) He doesn't even look like moving. (laughs) The gap between Mahomes and the next best is just so wide. I don't, I don't, was like, but Ryan, you look at I don't that era that with Brady, there were so many great. But I don't think it's that wide between Joe Burrow. I just really don't. I don't know. I, don't I think know Joe Burrow that. gets hurt a little bit more. What I'm saying, though, when Joe Burrow, to me, is at the top of his game and with the same team, he's not scared of Pat Mahomes. Everybody else going there is like, yeah. Joe well, Burrow's going there <laughs> like, yo, I'm just as nice as you. Let's do this. You should be very scared. I, I feel that. I, I kind of agree with that. I think Joe Burrow has that that DNA. But I know what Ryan's saying, too. When it comes to, like, legacy-wise, second yeah. place, even Aaron Rodgers <laughs> is a historic <laughs> run away from catching up to him. Yes. A historic yeah, run exactly. away at this point in his career from catching up to him. I mean, if you oh, look at the God. era of Brady, Brady was playing amongst some all-time greats. I'm sorry. I'm taking a, a prime Drew Brees over Josh Allen. I'm taking a prime Peyton Manning over Josh Allen, over any of the guys that are second, third, fourth, fifth, Lamar Jackson, you name it. I'm so I might even take Mike Vick over Lamar Jackson, a prime Mike Vick. I know some people may say that's a hot take. So I just feel like the margin the, the, the gap between Mahomes and everybody else is just so much. It's hard to bet against them. And now the Chiefs is defense is what it should be. And if they make some acquisitions in the offseason, I don't know. I think it's the Chiefs year to lose. And we could witness true football history. But Mike on the mic, I know you're a busy man. I know you got to go. We just got to ask you one more question. 
How much of an impact is your new head coach, your new legendary head coach going to have on your Los Angeles Chargers in this next NFL season? Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Unless there's someone in the AFC West that could stop them. <laughs> that's what the, the Chargers are trying to do. The Raiders are trying to do. And the Broncos are trying to do. That's kind of the name of the game. If we can't get through the Kansas City Chiefs, we have no path to get any further than that. But yeah, the Chargers, ha they had to do this. You have swung and missed and swung and missed on so many head coaches in a row. I will not probably ever forgive the last uh, front office for what they did to Phillip Rivers at the end of his career. They didn't even really give him a chance. The Chargers went 12-4 and in 2019 and then went for five wins the next season. And no, Phillip Rivers did not get injured. It's just they didn't improve the team. It, it got worse. So they didn't even give him a chance at the end of his career. I thought they should have been fired with that transition from Rivers to the new era. Um, but they gave him one more coach. One more coach led us to today, which I guess maybe we could count our blessings because now the Chargers got their guy. They got Jim Harbaugh, and it seems like finally the Chargers ownership, and it's really, I think, the ownership's kids have convinced Dad to hand the keys over to someone else and hand them to someone that's that's done this so many times. They have brought in everyone from Michigan. They've brought in old guys from San Fran. I don't know if you guys saw the news. Navarro Bowman is the Chargers. Mm -hmm linebacker coach this year um old chargers are joining the team nick hardwick old chargers mm -hmm. offensive lineman he's an assistant offensive line coach now jim harbaugh is coming in to completely shock no pun intended the chargers culture and that's what they needed and it's at the perfect time because he doesn't need to go and build this team this team is built it's more about the men mental it's more about getting the right guys in here that are going to grow the culture with Justin Herbert and the other stars that are around and about handling the cap situation. And the Chargers are going to be just fine. This is a 10-win team a year ago that got ravaged mm -hmm. with injuries, dealt with a head coaching issue that could come back and win 10, I think, next year. I, I really do I do believe it. Every well, great quarterback needs a coach. Exactly. And Harbaugh, honestly, is a good coach. And um, I'll just say this before you leave. The 49ers have never won either another one because they got the curse of Callan Kaepernick. I'm just saying you got the curse of Kaepernick. Well, well how about, how about Kyle Kaepernick. Shanahan just blowing oh, no. every game? There's also that. Well, that's, part, that's part of the curse. That's part of the curse. I will say something to say about the 49ers, and I have thought this for as long as I can possibly think about the sport, is that Shanahan's pride has gotten in the way. Like, I'm not saying that Brock Purdy is a terrible quarterback, but they almost luckily stumbled into Brock Purdy. Right. They, you should, right. they needed to, they've needed to for years just go get a veteran, plug him in, and just go win the damn Super Bowl with this roster while you have it. Because this window is slamming shut. I mean, you already saw the IUK stuff. It's going to happen with other stars, too, that want to get paid. Oh, oh, and plus, um, Mike, Detroit ain't no joke. To see, the, see, the Lions, the Lions ain't no joke. I don't care what Dallas do, they're a joke every year. What does history look like if they get Peyton Manning when Peyton Manning was moving and they wanted him? If they get Matthew Stafford, those rumors they were going after Matthew Stafford. What if they just got Kirk Cousins instead of Kirk Cousins going to the Vikings? Like what, what are the Niners now? Did they win multiple Super Bowls in that time frame? Yeah. Good question. <laughs> it was Jimmy G and Trey Lance and a bunch of random stuff the whole time. Blew it. Absolutely blew it. Mike, where can the good people at Fox Sports Rochester and Awesome Television and the Ryan Show FM, we're simulcasting the Ryan Show FM, where can they find you, Mike? 
Uh, we're trying to get the YouTube channel going. So if you guys are listeners of, of shows like this, long form content, um, posting up on YouTube again, I obviously make the short form content on TikTok. He talked about in the intro, but if you just search me on any online platform, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, NFL Mike, you'll find me. There's videos everywhere of me looking like a fool. So, not hard nah, man, you you cool. <laughs> you you cool as the other side of the pillow, my brother. I love it. I, I appreciate it, guys. Appreciate you, brother. It's about time, Nate. We got to go into our next break. When we come back, we're gonna tell you a little bit about Gruntworks and how you can buy some exclusive and select cuts of meat and help veterans at the same time. We'll be right back. Yeah. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. You're so privileged right now to be in the presence of the truth, the creator, the originator of this style. Except no imitations. Kanye to the with the teriyaki boys. Big money need in effect. I, 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 I still love her. I, I still love her. Hot to be I remember once again all the times that we spent, all the words that you said. Mother keys I'm out of debt, even demo can't forget how you let the rhythm hit. Represent, don't rush the time it just to get a rep. So knock it over fresh. Demo ima de wo all about the ink, got the same king, bout the Benjamins. About the mess of Kino say, go back at it. You should say, get out of pose on the internet. You know the whole repertoire. Cause you can say what kakume, got that over ima de wo money making. I thought he might know the only time racing. Take it on a quarter no days, remember? I remember, I remember. I remember kakume. Uh-huh. 
what y'all all looking forward to This is more than historical Anything I say that is audible Ought to blow just like a chick giving Oreo Lick the black, get the cream like an Oreo Hit the track, get the cream, same story, yo Trick that on a Mario Emporium It's more important, though Yes, sir, my aura is orchestral But way fresher Cause I simply throw a symphony on a symphony But I know that nigga still beats So after I MC, I empty the MP So I can stay out of reach They used to say use a producer I'm glad I never listened to you losers Cause now I'm in Shibuya buying something that's way too exclusive uh. Rappers are in danger The slowest from a manger But mean it in Lucifer Yeah, and this is the new drug I'm the new high Y'all want your weed back? Yeah, I still love a Honto E-Rap E-Rap Maybe we can save humankind Put away the guns and have fun Was 
a strong motto in 91 But at Woodstock 92 the many joined a few To delete the racist truth Without justice that will be illogical Peace will cover every newspaper article So now then where we start Everybody knows we have to play a part Open your mind, play your mind And go up the peace sign Turn the storm, be reborn Everybody let's be reborn Or be lost in the storm Welcome back on this great day here in Fox Sports 1280. What's going on Wednesday? Hump Day Show. This is how we do. This is called the Hump Day Show. You know, we're trying to get it in a little bit better here. You know, get some more content for you. Get you some more guests. You know, make things a little longer. Not rush out of a, a set. You know what I mean? So we're trying to really do some of those things. To keep it nice and tight. You're going to hear some from the old folks. You're going to hear Joe Hill. He'll be on. You're going to hear Jalen. Jay Gills will be on. We even got it. We even added a new guy to the crew by the name of Carl Jones from ROC Sports Newscaster, a Syracuse grad. You'll hear some more from Carl. So I'm just saying to you, man, we, we got AD out of Houston. We got my man, Mr. Gardner, out of Houston. So we trying to make the rounds, folks. That's how we do on what's going on, the experience. But right now, I need my man Ryan to sell some cows. So if you listen to our program on Fox Sports Rochester at 8 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time, you know that we're huge fans of steak. Good quality cows. If you go to gruntworksmc.com, you can see a list of many different cuts of this steak and many different variations of cow, Nate. Some people might not want Angus. Some people might want to take it up a notch and buy some Wagyu. Some of that mm, extra okay. marbleization where it just melts in your mouth. Go to uh, gruntworksmc.com and check out the filet mignons. There's a sergeant's box, which is my favorite and has all the greatest cuts of meat that you could possibly want for an affordable price. And if you use the promo code WGO10, you get 10% off and you line our pockets plus the pockets of veterans. Gruntworksmc.com, promo code WGO10. Give it a shot. Hey, man, this is how we do, man. You know, this is how we do it. As my man said, Montel Jordan, this is how we do it. And speaking of how we do it, we were looking at comparisons in terms of Patrick Mahomes against some of the greats. So I, I had to go do a little research here. And I wanted to – this is the old guy now. I want to say his name because, you know, as Beyonce says, say my name, say my name. Bart Starr, Green Bay Packer mm-hmm. quarterback back in the day, has a 900% winning percentage. He has a better player percentage than Patrick Mahomes. While Pat Mahomes is 15 and 3, okay, in 18 playoff starts, okay, Mahomes also has the best road record and the best Super Bowl winning percentage of any quarterback in NFL 
history with the minute with the 833 winning percentage, which is a five and one minimum of five starts. What do you say about that, man? Can, can we throw him in somewhere in the top three, four, five, and he ain't even 30 years old yet? Skill wise, absolutely. I'd put him maybe as the greatest ever, skill wise. But you mentioned a guy like Bart Starr. Is it really safe to compare errors in the NFL? It's hard, man. I mean, if you were to put Montana out on the field now, he might have more success because he couldn't be hit as much. Whereas if you put a guy you know, like Bart Starr, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it. Bart Starr was the first person to throw a touchdown. Wasn't it pretty much all just a running game before that? I don't know if you can. can I wasn't alive back then, but just by looking at the highlights, I feel like the level of skill that it takes to be a quarterback is just so much higher than it once was the level of competition compared to what Bart Starr was saying. And this is no knock on the greatness. We're all standing on the shoulders of Bart Starr. I just find that it's it's just harder. Like, where, where, where can you start comparing errors, Nate, as a lifelong well, football well, fan? Well, well, this is what's interesting. You can't hit the quarterback. I mean, let's just, let's just be real. Back in Bart Starr days, or Otto Graham, hey, Peyton Manning for that man. I'll give you Peyton Manning, all right? You know, Tony Romo, shoot. You can hit the quarterback. Now you're playing EA Sports. You're in the game. You don't even you can't even touch the dude. If you brush by him, the quarterback looks at the the, the umpire, the referee, like, you didn't put the flag. You didn't raise. So the, the game to me is so watered down. As great as Pat Mahomes is. He takes advantage of the watered-down situation. I still think he can play in any era because he's that good. I mean, let's think about it. Tom Brady didn't like getting hit. No quarterbacks like getting hit. Let's be honest. No quarterback like getting hit. But this era, I call it a pie-in-the-sky era. You're not – I mean, it was, a, it was a play in the Super Bowl where they tackled Brock Purdy. Oh, my God, they horse-called him. What? They used to clothesline you back in the day. Jack Ham, he run by Jack Ham for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And, 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 and Blunt, Mel Blunt, their arms was out. Okay? The Deacon Jones was slamming quarterbacks. Slamming Roger Staubach. They were slamming Joe Montana. So, so even though it's a different era, it's tackle, it's Tackle football versus two-hand touch. Well, here's my question for you, Nate. Have the defenses and the players that are playing in these defensive positions stepped up their game over the past 50 years? Aren't they super freak athletes? I'm pretty sure guys that were that big and that fast weren't chasing down Bart Starr. Well, I understand see, it was a more violent game, but it seems like just like the overall speed of the game is so much different. Well, no, no, no. And see, the guys see, stopping the defenders, like to even get past an offensive lineman in 2024, I would imagine it's harder to get past an offensive lineman from the 1960s. But see, you have these young men who have played dual sports. Okay, so let's just be real. So a lot of these guys who are playing football could very well play basketball and very well play baseball. I mean... I mean, Deion Sanders and Bo Jackson, they, people think they're an anomaly, but they're not. A lot of these athletes, like LeBron James, is a tight end. Imagine him on a football play on the field with the Cleveland Browns, 6'8", six, 6'9", six, throwing over the middle. Catch, he's a tight end. Yeah, flopping. You wouldn't, 
down the middle. Even, but, but what I'm saying though, you, you wouldn't be able to guard him with his basketball acumen on the football field. So I, if you watch the Super Bowl this past week, whenever when it was, the 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 Kansas City Chiefs defensive backs looked like they were playing basketball. They were literally batting the ball away at the at the tight at the height of his zenith. They were tipping the ball away. And it wasn't, they wasn't holding the dude like that. They wasn't doing none of that. They were simply flat out outplaying the receivers because those cats could literally play basketball. So now I'm on a football field and I'm using that basketball acumen in football, jumping, running, leaping. You see the end result. It's a good point. But it also kind of goes to the point that there's just greater athletes yeah. in the NFL now. So I understand that you can't hit as hard. You can't drop somebody on their neck. You can't turkey jones them and literally sever their spine when you're tackling them or use a wrestling move from the attitude era on somebody. But you can't do none guys, of that. <laughs> you guys, you know, these guys are, are still moving faster. And I would imagine that it's harder to complete a pass in 2024 just with the left i mean the cornerbacks are moving so much faster the secondaries are moving so much faster than back in the day medical science so i look and i totally understand they're trying to protect the quarterback that obviously has the most to do with their, they don't want people coming back with head trauma in 15 years suing the nfl but for what it's worth i feel like we do have to give a little bit more credit to how good the defenders are in today's nfl Oh, I feel like I'm it's not, not like I'm they're not taking that. steps backwards here. I don't have to pull their punches, oh. but it's still like flag football. But no, but, but what I'm saying though is they have evolved. You said it. The guys on the line, like Chris Jones, okay, Aaron Donaldson, I mean, Joey Bosa, these cats are phenomenal athletes. I mean, Travis Kelsey could play on the D line if he wants. As a matter of fact, he started out being a quarterback. Travis Kelsey started out being a quarterback, University of Cincinnati. He just can stay off the weed. <laughs> couldn't do it. You know what I mean? So that's like, dude, you're two buds. You got to get another position. They even kicked them off the damn team. So I'm saying you got cats who, and, and this is why baseball is so interesting to me because you can make more money in baseball. There's more longevity in baseball. Yeah. But they love the glory sport of football. It's something about that gridiron. It should be more more cats playing baseball other than the Latinos. I mean, it should be more blacks playing baseball. A lot more white dudes playing, but it's it's dominated by the Latin culture right now. Because why? A lot of the black folks, uh, white guys, they're playing football and basketball. They're not doing the baseball as much. But to me, if you could stand in there and take a pitch 80 miles you know, an hour and at least bunt, you don't got you don't got to do a lot of work. It's tough. Okay. It's and they talk tough. about how you need money to play baseball. Yet you guys, you got guys like Mariano Rivera making their own baseball gloves out of cardboard in other countries to make sure that they can learn the game. Although a guy like Rivera couldn't dunk a basketball, so it's not like you had another choice. No, so no, for what but, it's but, worth. But you're right, though, Ryan. But like I said, at the end of the day, man, these guys are very, very athletic, and in all sports, not just football. So we're yeah. looking at basketball, baseball. I mean, soccer. I mean, can you imagine some of those cats being a place kicker? Yeah. Oh my gosh, imagine that, right? You know, they say John Carlos Stanton would have been arguably the best punter in the NFL. Apparently, John Carlos Stanton was—he missed his calling. 
and that in high school he was the ultimate punter. Okay. So so there you go. So like I said, a lot of these guys can do multiple sports, but they kind of choose one. I mean, that's I said, Deion Sanders to me and Bo Jackson are two of the most incredible athletes. I mean, Jackie Robinson himself, baseball wasn't even his best sport. The Black History Month, that wasn't even his best sport. He was a track and field man. He played right. football. Baseball was like an afterthought for Jackie Robinson. Okay, that was right. like an afterthought. All right, so the, so these guys, especially down south and in California, the weather's good all the time, basically. Yeah, there's no off-season. So there's really no off-season. They go from one sport to the next to the next. So she going to be on a little later on? We're going to go to a quick break. We're going to play a little bit of uh, commercial entertainment for y'all, and we'll be back shortly after. We'll be right back. <laughs> Look here, now I got a little groove maker, something I'd like to do, since we're going, we're here, we might as well get the best out of it, if it's all night, it's all right, look here, you ready band, dancers, you ready, you ready, Audience? All right. You ready, Flames? You ready again? Now we got a little thing we call a little groove maker. But we say a few little words and get you to repeat after. And then we get together and do it together. Bill, and is you ready? Because we're going to tear you down. <laughs> I hope the building can stand all the soul, because this show got a lot coming on. Uh, get it. 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 Get it. Get it. Hey, man, be cool. <laughs> all right. Now, this is the way it goes. Listen to me, let me say it two or three times and then we'll go together. Now listen to this. Say, hey, hey, I feel all right. Hit it. Uh. Now listen to me, let me do it now. Let me put the thing on you and then we'll get together. Yeah. All right. Keep it mellow. <laughs> hey, hey, feel all right. One time. Uh. Listen to me. Hey, hey. You all right. Uh, uh. You got it? I'll go one more time so I make everything mellow. Hey, hey. I feel all right. Three times. Uh, uh, uh. You got it now. You got it? All right, we'll go together. Come on. Hey, hey. I feel all right. One time. Uh. <laughs> All right, come on now. <laughs> All right, come on, brother. Hey, hey, I feel alright. Hit it. Uh, 
He got something else on his mind, eh? He want to make her get off the stage so he can go home, you dig it? Come on now, brother, stay with me. Don't leave me here. Yeah, let's take all this groove away. Ready now? Come on. I'll be... Yeah, bring it, bring it on, man, because I get away. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on. Hey, hey, I feel all right. Now, you ain't gonna do right now. <laughs> hey, hey, I feel all right. Two times. Now, now. My man got to get his extra thing in there. But you just go and hit it about five, six times and be cool. <laughs> Come on. Hey, hey, three times. A few long. Come on. Uh, uh, uh. Four times. Hey, hey. A few long. Hit it. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah. Now we're together. Let's go. You ready now? I'm mellow as I can be. Come on. One time, I feel alright. Uh, look at ya. Two times, hey, hey, I feel alright. Uh, 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 look at ya. Hey, hey, I feel alright. Come on, uh, 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 look at ya. Four times, hey, hey, I feel alright. Hit it, uh, 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 uh. You got it for yourself. Come on, hey, hey. I feel alright. One time. Uh, now you got it. Put it up. From the back section, straight up B-boy style Now come to my jam Come equipped in the bricks with no clips Just take a rest <laughs> I hit the dance floor, get my drink on With a big booty chicken so <laughs> I know haters wanna hate Cause I'm interlocking I'm uptown rocking Electric shocking Doc rock the house while the DJ's waxing Dick satisfaction All of y'all Get off the wall Let's start the brawl Cause I got the notion Like Boy, working from me Oh, with that coke and that lotion The fuck you need to make it You go insane I can't explain my type of mind frame Like a bottle of Chateau Pet in a pet Why, why would I start to rap? We need body rockin' Not perfection Let me get some action From, from the, the back, back section. section Body moving yeah. Body moving E1 sound yeah. And the sound so A death squad, rock the body rock uh, I came in the door with the rollie on Cause I'm hot like butter on what the popcorn Check one, two, and the place to be Death squad and the beastie boys, you might 
welcome to WGO The Experience. This is our Wednesday hump day set that Ryan and I kicked off. And we got some more folks that we're going to be bringing on the show on Wednesdays. But I just want to tell you right now, we're talking NBA wrap up here. We got to talk about this whole thing today that came out. LeBron James, they tried to, they wanted to, Golden State was asking inquiries about trading LeBron James to Golden State. Ryan, what do you think about that? I, I, I ain't really was feeling that. I'm just glad he ain't go to the Knicks. I'm sorry. I don't want you. I don't want you. I don't want you. That's crazy. I mean, at this point, I feel like LeBron is exactly what the New York Knicks scene. I think we talked about this last week. But what this says to me is that the guard's changing. I mean, first off, Golden State, the dynasty's over. If you're going to go uh, and shop for LeBron James at this point, that seems like yeah, kind of a desperate yeah. move. Especially desperate. when they, they're looking for, not not like he's not the goat or anything like that, but I mean. No, no, but you're just desperate. You just, you're like, you know it's your last hurrah. It's definitely the last hurrah. And I, if I was Clay Thompson, I'd be slightly offended. They said they're looking for an elite wing player. So I guess Clay is no longer qualified as that. Now, what do you think about Kuz? Am I saying right? Kuzminga? Kuzman. Kyle Kuzman. No, no, no. My man, uh, my man on Golden State, who a lot of people are saying should be starting. Oh, Jonathan Kaminga. Kaminga. I don't know why I said Kuzminga. Yeah, Jonathan, Jonathan Kaminga. Is a great player, but I'm not sure. And he's technically a power forward, but I guess they just don't believe in him the same way that the NBA fans seem to believe in this guy. What are your thoughts? Do you think that maybe he, you know, does that surprise you at all that they're not really maybe moving him around or doing anything with well, him around? Well, I, I don't think Steve Kerr is really playing him to a strength. You can't get the guy enough minutes. He needs to be on, but you'd rather play. Draymond Green, I mean, like, come on. I mean, I mean, yeah, Draymond is cool. You won since he came back, but you need those young guys, man. You need those young legs. And I don't know if Steve Kerr is willing to make that transition to let him play more than Draymond, you know what I'm saying, or somebody else. I mean, because because they need um, Andrew Wiggins, and they need that kid um, Kaminga. I mean, let's face it. That's and then and then they need to keep playing. What's the other big dude in the middle? I forget his name for the Warriors. But anyway, you know, and they don't have like much of a bench either. No, they've got Sarich over there. Chris they don't really have a big man over there at all. They've got Looney at power forward. I mean Looney, Looney. I'm talking. I was looking for his name, Looney. And but they don't have like no real backup now. As I transition to the Knicks, honestly. They have a better bench than Golden State when they get everybody healthy. Because right now, really, now before we transition to the Knicks really quick, I, I have to add this as, as well. What surprised me the most, you asked me what, what it says the most is you know, the Warriors who built such an amazing dynasty yep. might not know what they're doing at this point now that they've got rid of the brains behind it. Because you'd think that they'd go younger. The fact that they're trading for the oldest superstar in the NBA <laughs> when they already have guys like Draymond, it also shows last thought that guys like Draymond and Clay don't have really any value at this point to NBA teams. The fact that nobody made a move for Clay Thompson at the deadline is pretty crazy to me. The fact that they'd rather add another old guy than trade the ones they already have just doesn't really seem sensical to me. Well, that was a telltale sign. You're absolutely correct. The fact that they would go after LeBron, okay, in this, in this stage of his life. But I don't think LeBron – I mean, he said, he said, I don't want to go anyplace, but that's now. Because next year he's old like 51 mil. And will Golden State be willing 
to to get him as a hired assassin for 51 mil. Because I'm telling you, ain't nobody, the West is stacked. I don't care what LeBron on Golden State. I'll still take the Clippers. I'll still take Denver. Hell, I'll take OKC on the seven-game series against them with LeBron. Now, I know that sounds a little crazy, but I think those guys will get ran out of the gym with the exception of maybe Steph Curry by those young legs of OKC. They will get ran out of the gym, to me, with the Minnesota Timberwolves. In a year or two from now, in a year or two from now, they won't even beat San Antonio Spurs. I don't think there's any question there. The Spurs seem to be on the rise with their young stars over there. At least they're one young superstar. But for what it's worth, what gets me the most, I think it might be a little too soon to, to just say it's completely over. Because they did just win an NBA Finals two seasons ago. But... But I think the West now, the West, that's that was two seasons. This Western Conference right now, everybody is stacked. That's what I'm saying. That's why LeBron is 10th and Golden State is 9. They can't get past the young guys. Those young legs, man. I mean, father time, you know, can wait on you. Wait on you. You get up with a cricket too like I do from time to time. It's going to happen. Ryan, you're young now, player, but you go father time and mother time catches up with all of us. And as much as I love LeBron, you know, watching him play and stuff, I don't like him playing against my Knicks, but I watch him. I love Golden State, but father time has been undefeated. And it's going to well, catch up with those cats. If you look, Nate, the youngest team to win an NBA Finals in the last 50 years was the 2014-15 Golden State Warriors with a weighted age of 26 and a third years old. There you go. So, I mean, yeah, it's, you said it's it. look, the window is definitely closing. But, you know, you mentioned these young legs. Young legs don't win championships. That was the only team that did. So it's usually the experienced team with a nice mix of some young legs to be there. It's the mixture. It's the mixture. You know, it's 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 the mixture. You're absolutely correct, and that's Funny why. Stat. Funny that's stat, why man. I love. Well, that's why I love your Clippers. I give them mm. the nod. I give the Pelicans the nod. Mm. I mean, I don't know if I'd give the Pelicans the nod over the Warriors, but just to give people an idea of how long ago it's been since young teams even won NBA Finals, I have just here in front of me the top 10 youngest teams to ever win an NBA championship. Number one being the 76-77 Portland Trailblazers. Oh, with Bill, Bill, Bill Walton. Walton. Bill Walton, Maurice Lucas, Maurice. Yeah, I remember that squad. Lionel, that was, that was that squad. At an average age or a weighted age of 24.19 years old. Let that sink in. That's a young team. Then for number That's two, the 1955-56 Philadelphia Warriors. At number three, we'll leave it at that. We don't bore you guys. The 1979-1980 Los Angeles Lakers. Okay. Was that Magic? Was Magic drafted by that I point? He was, that right? Was that wasn't Magic. Yeah, I think Magic was 80, if I'm not mistaken. But it's so the beginning of the dynasty. Of the dynasty. 
So Magic Johnson's first NBA Finals was 1980, you called it, where he was Finals MVP. And if I remember correct, that's where he played every position, right? And he played center. Wow. Forward, guard, the whole nine, bro. He played all five positions. So, you know, like I said, I'm glad LeBron didn't do the the traveling man thing because, you know, he's famous for that or infamous for the traveling man thing. So he didn't want to be a traveling mason. Okay, wink, wink, if you know what I'm talking about, and go to another team or lay his roots down there because, you know, his roots are laid right now in L.A. I guess his son goes exactly. to USC. The other kid is getting ready to go do his thing in college, I guess, a couple years. You're making movies. You're doing your thing. So just stay put, man. Just just stay put. And if you don't want another one, you had a good run, son. I mean, that's it. I don't think it's anywhere near over. So as we have to, you know, as you know, Nate, Nate has uh, places to be and people to see as we transition to part two of our awesome television broadcast tonight. Yeah. But it's a different situation for the Bible. I don't think he's out for at least, yo, I'm going to make a hot take right now. I don't think that LeBron's going to retire until 2028. 2029 at least. I feel like how he's got at least he, four or five would he be years. 45 years old? Oh, I, yo, I would not even be surprised if that's his argument. He wants to be the greatest player of all time. And once he lasts that long, if he's as effective as he is right now for another four yeah, or five seasons, I don't uh, think there's any doubt about it. No one's going to catch up to him for any stats. But I think he's trying to hold out for Bronny. And honestly, I'm going to say this on this show. I don't think Bronny is that good. I think the other kid's better. Maybe he's got to hold out for Bryce. Maybe he's got to hold out for the second. He'll be 50 by that time, and it ain't ain't even happening. That's like like somebody telling Jim Brown back in the day what he wanted to put on an Oakland Raider uniform at 50. Well, he's a junior. Isn't isn't LeBryce, isn't his name LeBryce James? uh, I'm pretty sure that he is a junior right now. I don't know. I just think that, you know, this is a bit much trying to, Look at the tea leaves when it comes to LeBron. I just think, my brother, you had a great run. And if you do go to Golden State next year, I ain't going to root for you because I don't think that's cool. But that's just me. I'm a Knicks fan. I want to see the Knicks do something, okay, with this rendition of the team. And right now, their best players are out. Some of them, well, they still got Brunson in there. But their best players are out um, with Julius Randle with Mitchell Robinson, Hartenstein. Man, they got cats out, man. It's like dudes is out for the Knicks, man. What's the other guy? OG Adenobi. So I believe when the Knicks get their full squad back by April or May, I think they can make some noise. That's just If me. they get it back. You know, they will. If, if they're they healthy, they're yeah, definitely they going to make some noise in the postseason. If not, I'm not sure. And it seems that these are some pretty serious injuries. Randall's injury is no joke. I know yeah. we like to roast no handle Randall, so, as you call so OG Adenobi. This is no joke, too, because that's like his shooting hand. Yeah. Okay. And, and and your man, Mitchell Robinson, I think it's his ankle along with Hartenstein. He's got an ankle, you know, um, a knee sprain or something. So it's 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 pretty bad. I mean, the other night they just – it was like they had a CYO squad out there trying to play, play against some teams. I'm going, oh, it's looking pretty bad right now for the Knicks. Bogdanovic, though, was a great pickup. I feel that's like that's the final piece to at least yeah. a second round or maybe second a conference round, yeah. Yeah, 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 a conference exit. Round. 
<laughs> him yeah. and Alec Burke, who used to be a Nick Bafork in jail. I think that'd be cool, but I got to get out of here, man. It's and, a, Nick, um, what a what a great time it's been here on Awesome Television. And, and you know what? We'll be back again at the same time and the same place next week. And shouts to all the great radio stations that are syndicating our program, Fox Sports, Rochester included, and of course, 98.1 FM in Boston and 104.9 Kokomo, Indiana. We love you all. Nate, any last words for these fine folks overseas? Oh, I'm just saying, man, just get it in. I think as we grow, you're going to grow. And we're going to help Awesome be all that it can be in the arena of sports. As a matter of fact, Ryan, for my folks out there in India, next week, I got a list of Indian athletes for you. But I first got to get the enunciation of their names first. I don't want to mess up. So learn with us. It's growing pains. Exactly. So I don't want to mess up Raji name. You know what I'm saying? I want to make sure I say the right thing at the right time. So there's a list of Indian athletes that's playing football, basketball, I think tennis, and some golf. And we're going to go hard next week and talk about them and the impact they make from their country into this great U.S. thing that we call sports. So until next week, if God spares my life, peace. And, and we'll we be back from the barbershop to the bodega. Stick with Sit. us. Don't tune off yet. Nate will be back next week. We'll be back momentarily In with part two Franco. Franderka and Lady Bree are joining us. We're going to be talking some MLB, some WNBA, because now it's yes. finally slightly cooler and more relevant. Just so much to talk about, Nate. Let's well, get as a matter of fact, you went to a few games last year. Oh, hell yeah. Shouts to my gals. You know, we talk all this about the Knicks, but last year the talk of the town was the New York the Liberty. Liberty. With the Liberty. Shaming the Knicks. Liberty, Liberty, Liberty. Don't go anywhere, I folks. We'll be back soon here on Awesome Television. Let's go.